The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to The Watchman Watchers, a fan-critical podcast dedicated to HBO's Watchmen based on Alan Moore's iconic graphic novel, which airs later this month. Uh, we are here, and I say we. I'm joined by uh, John. Oh, do you know who I am, or...? Yeah? Yeah, well, you erring before my name. I was just concerned. Bearing in mind you've got it written down, and you know who I am. Yeah. Poor start. It is a bad start, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm joined by John and Gareth. Hello, mate. Knew who I was immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, we are... The three three minute men, aren't we? Yeah, so I've heard. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. what you're thinking about. Yeah. Um, Coincidentally, well, we're going to be doing a Watchmen podcast as well. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, we, we've made our own little mini minute men uh, to talk through the show with you guys. Why are we now mini minute men? Do we get any breaks in this? Or? <laughs> Three minutes and mini. It's not going well. Yeah. Um, we're here to take you through week by week, uh, discuss each episode from a classic fan critical standpoint, and then delve into Watchmen lore and Easter eggs and references in our patented Comic Corner segment, which we have in every single one of our podcasts mm. that has Easter eggs or lore or something referring to source material. Comic Corner. I like that. You like that, don't you? You've never, uh, Gareth, yeah, that's so- interesting. You've never seen Comic Corner because. You've not been on our Walking Dead podcasts or any of that sort of no, stuff. No, he's been in King Corner. I'm... Yeah, you've been in King Corner. What are you yeah. talking about on our Stephen King but, podcast? Yeah, I've been in King Corner, but Comic Corner. I'm just saying, yeah. that's nice. Well done. Good work. <laughs> okay, good. Alliteration. Big fan. Now, as mentioned, we're fan critical. Uh, and if you are listening to us or discovering us for the first time, we're a group of mates who get together on a regular basis to chat about all things film and TV. Uh, we've got several other channels, hosts of Westworld, where we do Westworld, Castle Rock Critical, talk about Hulu's Castle Rock. Mm. Uh, we talk about Walking Dead, Stranger Things. And of course, we've got a massive channel uh, covering Game of Thrones called Bastards of Broken Things. Uh, if you're listening to this on one of our other channels, please go over to this new dedicated channel called The Watchman Watchers. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, etc. And subscribe that would be very much appreciated mm. right boys we're here we're a few weeks out from hbo's the watchman uh, before we chat about any trailers pre-season buzz that's going around i want to talk to you about your special connection to the watchman mm. uh, franchise mm. the law you know the comics the graphic novels the film yep. john i'm going to kick it off with you yep. because i know you've got a special place in your heart for the watchman yeah i um <laughs> I, I fucking love the film. Um, I know it's of uh, some debate as to the job that uh, Zack Schneider did with Schneidy. it. Um, oh, he's so snidey, isn't he? Hmm. Um, so snidey, that Snyder. Uh, but I, I loved it. Uh, and I remember going to see it at the cinema thinking, fucking hell, this is going to be long. Yeah. Uh, genuinely, that first five <laughs> minutes, that intro, Yeah. I, mm. I think that's the best intro to any superhero film that i've seen i it, loved it it's it's excellent for so many reasons because it contextualizes so much of the graphic novel that obviously they didn't have time to fit in the film mm. within that first five minutes it does yeah. an excellent job of talking about the old minute men mm. and the relationships between them <laughs> not the three minute men like us um but you know it's just it's a lovely way of that they it, it encapsulated so much history that mm. is told to you in the graphic novel over such a long period of time yeah. in five minutes yeah. to an amazing and soundtrack. And the times, they are changing. Yeah. Exactly, Good Gareth. Bob Dylan, yeah. 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 It's brilliant. It I, is. I, yeah, yeah I, I was absolutely sold on, on that film in the first five minutes. Um, I think, uh, 
you know me, I, I love a bit of, of grim reality. Yep. So, and I mean, this is going to be Depressing. weird referencing fucking Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it too much for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, mentally, if you haven't. Mental if you mental haven't. If you haven't. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that, the end of that. Spoil it for Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. So, like, when Iron Man's head fell off, that was hilarious. <laughs> but, um, no, so, you know, Thanos wins. Yeah, and that and that is, that's why that's the best film. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. well, you're not, you don't. Always win. Yeah. You're not supposed to always win. It's not. You know, I love Christopher Reeve's Superman, but yeah. Jesus Christ, man, that's too camp. Yeah. He, like, he would go mental at some point. He would get pissed, have a bar fight, and just rip someone in half. I, I would quite like to see that. That would be... I'd love that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it'd be a tough sell for a PG, uh, a kid's movie. 12A. So, uh, you know, watching the Minutemen just fucking collapse at the beginning of, of The Watchmen, you've yeah. got one that... Um, uh, so one's a lesbian who ends up getting slain by some yep. lesbian hater. You get one that gets caught in the um, in the revolving doors, their cape, yep. and they get shot dead. Yep. Um, Mothman's getting dra- dragged away to yeah, an insane asylum. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh Jesus Christ! It's not all it's not all happy. No happy days for them. Definitely not. And the rest of the mm. film is is pretty grim. Uh, comedian is genius. Yep. You know, Rorschach is is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. And I, I never really got the, the hate for it. If it was like, if it wasn't Schneider, I mm. think people would have loved that film. Yeah. I think people are always looking to have a dig at him. Well, let's think when that came out, he was he was actually on the back of 300 still. So yeah. he, he was mm. still still sort of revered in a way because 300 it, was, a, was a smash hit. Yeah, that's true. I guess there were a fair few kind of comic book fans that were like, this can't be done in a three hour film. Yeah, that's, you can't were, do it justice. There were several failed attempts to adapt this film going back from from like the nineties mm. to when it was finally made, and yeah. the reason they all said is because oh, it's unadaptable. You know, like they said, Will about, Smith is Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> He'd be quite a good Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> You're just saying that because he's the genie in Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bloody character. Yeah, well, in a way, in yeah. a way, yeah. Yes, correct, correct. Um, and if you want to know more about who should be cast in an alternate Watchmen. Yeah, very good. Go listen to our cast it. That is a Patreon-only service. Yeah. but Patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Check it out. We'll be pushing that later for, uh, for your dollary dues. Plug, plug. Pluggy. And I guess lastly, the fact that we've got HBO backing this series. Yeah. I mean, you'd be excited even if you had no connection to the film. Yeah. So uh, for me, absolutely buzzing. Most awaited TV show for a long, long time. Nice, nice. Gareth, coming to you over there in Australia. Let's talk about let's yeah. talk about why you, right. you are excited to cover this because let's face it, you're our little guinea pig, aren't you, Gareth? You're a little guinea pig in this podcast. Guinea. I am a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm coming at it from a a very different perspective. Um I I haven't read the graphic novel, but I, I've always been intrigued by it. Like it looks like something I would yeah. enjoy. So it's just you I would haven't very got much around enjoy to it. reading it. Mm, nobody recommended it to me though well um, for the purposes of this though you're not allowed to read it are you why is that because we want you coming at it from a show only perspective yes well that was an excellent 15 year plan you put into place clearly. <laughs> um, so I, I hadn't and I obviously hadn't read it before watching the movie as well and it, when the film came out it was interesting because I'd heard of the film a couple of years before it it came out, and I, I can't remember how, but I, I just sort of stumbled upon it. I was like, "This sounds really cool," and I was mm. I was actually really looking forward to it, and was a little bit disappointed by the film. Mm. And I think since I've I've kind of I've heard that actually the opposite of what normally happens with this sort of thing happened here, and and a lot of people who who love the graphic novel actually thought that the film did a great job and then people who who weren't as familiar with the source material didn't really get it and I think that's kind of where I the camp that I fell into um it it wasn't it wasn't that it was a bad film it was just it was over overly long and too many too many big ideas trying to come together and and it 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 didn't it left me a little bit confused I would say Mm. um it was it was kind of hard to follow being unfamiliar with everything 
Yeah. Um, I need to give the film another chance, I think. But um, but yeah, I I just I remember coming away thinking, um, it's maybe like a five or six out of ten at the time. Five Fine. or six out of ten stars. And then I thought, do you know what? We need a different system, and <laughs> thus the blueberry system was invented. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, look, I'm I'm really looking forward to this this TV show. I think I think not being attached to anything that's any previous source material kind of means that you can come at it from a fresh perspective as well and i won't Mm. be offended by anything that they get wrong or that doesn't stick with the with the the original um graphic novel but i i also know that like damon lindelof is a massive fan of um of the graphic novel so yeah i think he is going to look to be as inspired by that although obviously going in a different direction as possible um but yeah anything that doesn't go quite right won't bother me so that's that's an advantage i have yeah mm. it's a very good one very mm. good one guys and i'm excited for you to be on this watchman journey with us uh as i said oh, thanks, not, mate. not knowing much about it and just coming at it freshly from a way, the way it's put together the way that you feel the story is going mm. as a standalone thing yeah um but as you know and as many of the listeners know i am obsessed with two shows the leftovers and lost uh the leftovers being far more critically acclaimed uh but a much less popular show than lost but what i will say is that damon lindelof was a showrunner in both uh and if you Mm. haven't seen the leftovers honestly i say it to listeners all the time go and watch that show it is an incredible articulate and beautiful story of grief and how everybody deals with it and process it in different ways it is a heavy show it is heavy. It's not funny, any... is it? That's why we call you Alex Alex Leftover Leonard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't full name me on the podcast, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it is it's honestly it's an incredible, incredible show and uh it's a really good way to prepare yourself for this show. I'm not saying they're gonna be similar in like in the in the subject matter in any way, shape or form, but maybe the tone and the way of storytelling obviously will will be there. There'll be some mysterious elements, there'll be a lot of subtext, a lot of context, a lot of religious uh, connotations. Mm. There'll be a lot of that easy stuff going easy. on. What, Jesus? Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, but anyway, the fact that that show was so ec- excellent, the moment I heard he was doing this as his next project with, like John said, the backing of HBO, who have the financial clout um, and obviously the amazing track record uh, with shows at the moment, it was a no-brainer for us. Uh, I love the universe. I love the world building. I love how dark it is. Uh, and I would say that, you know, we aren't quite experts on the law, but me and J-Mac have read the graphic novels. And we're mm. pretty good at it by now. And we're good at sporting references and Easter eggs. And that is something that we do very well here at Fan Critical, um, especially with the, the special segments that we have at each podcast. Give so it a go, don't we? It's my, most favorite, it's my favorite part of it, each of the episodes. <laughs> like most what's favourite. My mostest favourite part is... most favourite. Yeah. I just like watching the episode a couple of times and then talking to you guys on our WhatsApp group, coming up with, you know, what we think the references are and then... Mm talking about it with listeners in feedback. So that's always good fun. Uh, before we get on to the press junkets, the trailers and everything we're excited about and what we know about this show, uh, I want to just quickly plug a little advert in here. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. Hello, yes, if you're listening to this, this is a little advert that we like to put in our podcasts, uh, mainly plugging our own stuff, actually, and letting you know what we're releasing in the next few weeks, months, and all that jazz. If you're listening on the Watchmen Watchers podcast, please do subscribe and share before the season airs, because, you know, we're trying to grow a little base here with the Watchmen Watchers. Mm. If you uh, like things like Stranger Things, Walking Dead... Game of Thrones, uh, films like Joker, which was just released, mm. uh, any of the Marvel movies, Mindhunter. Mindhunter, then you can subscribe to our main channel, our main hub, because we are Fan Critical and the main podcast channel is called Fan Critical. It's mm. available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we're on it. We don't always cover gold. Yeah. Uh, me, me and the little fella in, in Oz, Gaz, we, uh, we trawl through the shittest... Uh, Suri depths of uh, of Netflix to find the worst movies that we can. Yeah, uh, we have looked at all the classics. Um, Left Behind, which is a um, <laughs> all action Christian flick featuring oh. Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, no Jesus. We've in looked that. at Leo the Lion, which is um, uh, Lion King. I think it's inspiration for the new Lion King. Is that? Did I read that correctly? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
we have covered some we've covered American poltergeist which oh my goodness terrifying <laughs> um and that's just the sound quality um Wait, and what have we got coming up next John humanoids of the deep i think it's called that i can't remember looking to forward be honest to that. But... looking forward yeah, to that yeah that sounds absolutely <laughs> terrible very much not looking forward to watching those but listening to your lovely hilarious reviews of them mm. uh, and if you would like to sponsor us further you can go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical where we have several options the lowest tier gets you access to our cast episodes which we referenced earlier uh, where we recast famous films shows ips with different actors or actresses and it usually gives hilarious results you can even commission a podcast and be a guest uh, on a podcast of your choosing once a month so if you'd like to sponsor us it's patreon.com forward slash fan critical and any dollary dues or dollars or bucks that you can give us are very much appreciated hey len has anyone commissioned a podcast we actually have had our first commission podcast train to busan and we have some more in the pipeline so please do commission us more podcasts now let's jump into why we're excited for hbo's watchmen and what we know about it so far i guess we have ourselves a reckoning Right, boys, my lovely three minute men. Uh, let's start out talking about what we know about the show from all the press junkets, previous trailers, and then we'll play the latest trailer as a little refresher for everybody so they can hear it uh, yep. and determine what the fuck's going on. So <laughs> we know that the show is kind of uh, <laughs> is kind of like a remix or alternate universe, and also kind of a sequel to the original graphic novel and mm. film adaptation. Yeah. So what I mean by that is it takes place three decades after the comics. So the comics in 1985. This is set in 2019. It's a time of growing civil unrest. There's a terrorist group called the 7th Cavalry, who are a new group of masked vigilantes inspired by the iconic character Rorschach. Cool name, that 7th Cavalry. It is a cool name, isn't it? Mm. And it's kind of playing into that sort of white supremacist situation that's going on in America at the moment. I think they are white supremacist group. Exactly. So... They're really playing into that. I was going to ask, is because I had read that. Um, uh, well, no, sorry. When I when I saw the when I saw the trailer mm. and I saw all the Rorschach yeah. masks, my first thought was mm, trying a little bit too hard. Do you know what I mean? Because the Rorschach mask is kind of is iconic mm-hmm. and does look mm-hmm. scary, yeah. and it's that it's that sort of thing where they go, oh, do you know what people like this? They thought this was scary. Let's do. Like a yeah. whole hundred, one hundred yeah. of them to make it even yeah. scarier. And what's interesting about that is 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 the fact that I get what you're saying about the, the fact that the audience will obviously know that that's such an iconic um, image. But the thing to note about the 7th Cavalry that we sort of have been alluded to in this trailer and through like the press junkets and stuff is the fact that they know the truth about what happens in the cover-up and the way that Rorschach's journal basically tells them they have Rorschach's journal, essentially. And it's going to tell... They know the information that Ozymandias did this thing mm. to the to New York, killing all these people mm. yeah. to, to to bring about world peace. Um, well, it's all a lie. They know this. So they're using <laughs> him as their symbol. Mm. This, is, this is an honour of Rorschach and the fact that he was killed trying to tell the world what really happened. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Do you yeah. think you would be part of the Seventh Cavalry? Well, I'm not a white supremacist. No, but I mean for the reasons that. <laughs> yes. And... What are you telling the listeners about me? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah. Why are you asking me that? I know that's a Patreon exclusive. Oh yeah, yeah. Um... Find out more about Len and his his, <laughs> his, his true background. <laughs> no, what I mean is, forget the white supremacist stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, are would you be one of these that are like, well? Yeah, man, we should be exposing Ozymandias and he's... Yeah. You know, Would I like... be one of those... I asked I ask myself that at the, end, at the end of the film, at the end of the graphic novel, because it's such an interesting question. Mm. Um, Carl, you it... must have been annoying to the people that work in the cinema. <laughs> Can you leave, please, sir? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, it is an interesting question, right? Because it's like that, like you said... I'm that, sure it is, that... but there's another film showing, so if you could please leave. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, mate, I just want to clean oh, up the popcorn. God. 
it's a dark, like you said, it's a dark subject matter. It's a dark ending to the graphic novel and yeah. also the the film. Obviously, both we'll talk about the, the differences in a little bit. But mm. um, I think it's interesting to note that uh, it, it's so morally grey, which is something that we love as um, fan critical. Like we love Game of Thrones because it's got it's morally grey characters. The Walking mm. Dead even reached into that in some to some extent. Yeah, and it's that grey, murky water that we don't know we don't know what the right answer is that's just the mask <laughs> I, I think i would um do what they the watchman did and which is protect the truth for the benefit of world peace mm. but it is that's a convenient isn't it? yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, what would you do then you just you'd fucking like to be blown up by dr manhattan would well, you well i just think you know i mean ozymandias has to answer for something yes I mean, okay, in in the film it's it's different, but yeah. the end, the end result is still the same. Yeah, you know, in the comic book, he ends up getting this fucking giant squid. psychic squid octopus thing. Yeah, that kills. <laughs> I understand why they didn't do that in the film. That would have baffled me if I'd have seen that. Yeah, because I I read the graphic novel after watching the film. Right. Um. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't be very comfortable knowing that. Uh, like imagine like Mark Zuckerberg or yeah. Elon Musk right now. Yeah, everyone knew, or I found out that actually he was the cause of like I don't know, like a, a tsunami or something, yeah. or something like really grim like that. Yeah, um, I wouldn't feel comfortable uh. knowing. Do you know what? He's raking it in with that new Tesla. Well, that's why you know when Zuckerberg <laughs> did his little virtual reality tour of the of the sort of disasters. Oh, yeah, so out of touch. He's causing the disasters just so he can, he can pawn his Facebook VR. Yeah. So 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 you're saying, John, like if you personally came into some knowledge that, like, the 2011 Fukushima disaster mm. was because of Mark Zuckerberg and he did it deliberately to save because of the new Japan. Facebook Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the servers all had to go you through Fukushima, would... <laughs> so I had to get rid of the power plant there. <laughs> yeah, go on. You'd you'd form you'd you'd form a cult that now exposes him. I'm far too lazy to form yeah, a cult. Agreed. But I would absolutely understand yeah. that. You know, I mean, to be honest, I'm too lazy to start a neighbourhood watch in this building, <laughs> even though you know there's a bit of violence been going on the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so like... let alone. Yeah. All right, but enough about what happens in your apartment. <laughs> If you'd like to know more about John's apartment, support us on Patreon. Well, Patreon. This is not fucking white supremacist, mate. I'm I'm neighbourhood watch. Yeah, mate. listen to Len's <laughs> listen to Len's racist doctrine by paying us ten dollars a month. <laughs> oh, yeah. very good. So there okay. You go. I, no, I I think I would. I'd, I'd probably have a bit of the seventh cavalry. Yeah. Uh, it's you know it's a cool name. That's isn't why it? it's an interesting concept. But hmm. I think the interesting you'd, th- you'd join them on Facebook, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get up and go on the marches. Yeah, there is no chance. No, you, you don't have to do that, do you? No, yeah. I, I just like it. Like John's one of those people on Facebook <laughs> yeah. who just goes going to an event and never turns up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're you're annoyed with that because exactly. you're thinking I'm not going to turn up to your leaving do. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about this a bit more. So they all have masks on, like you said, the multiple Rorschachs. And the interesting thing is they've been targeting police um, mm. and their families. So this in turn has led to the police putting on masks of their own and creating their own sort of hidden identities mm. and mm. their own sort of superhero characters. Yeah. Um, in retaliation, they've gone. They've gone. They've gone right. What's the most intimidating mask we could possibly wear? Yellow. <laughs> a lovely mustard colour. Yeah. But it's in it's yeah. in keeping with the Watchman aesthetic, isn't it? So I think that's the thing. It's just iconic. It's just iconic for the audience, you know? Mm. Um, it's important to note a couple of things about the universe in which we're living. Obviously, the Watchman graphic novel is a very interesting universe where, like, Dr. Manhattan exists. He's this godlike character. He helped America win the Vietnam War. Mm. Richard Nixon served five terms of office. You know, you've got stuff like that going on. So it's a yeah. very interesting universe. Robert Redford is currently, you know, the actor is currently the president in yeah. this Watchmen universe and yeah. has been since 1992. Mm. Um, and but, that could be confusing to someone listening yeah. or reading. Yeah. So we're not saying that Robert Redford has been cast in this show. No, definitely We're actually not. saying that Robert Redford is in this. <laughs> as an actual president yeah as himself clearing that up it's just canon it's canon now yeah right have they chosen robert redford because it's a double r like ronald reagan is that the reason they've gone honestly could be yeah potentially he's an actor reagan was an actor 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Robert Redford was way better actor than Reagan. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why he's president. That's why he's more president. Yeah. Um, Who's an equally shit actor we can pick that has two R's for his name? Hmm. Ron- Ronnie. Can't think Ronnie of one, Redford. But we have got a better. Just <laughs> like an extra. This is cousin or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's important to note here that uh, in this universe they don't have the internet. The mm. internet doesn't exist. Thank God. No Fukushima disaster then. Well, exactly. Well, jo- John wouldn't have known about it. So, um, Well, how the hell am I supposed to join this group then? Exactly. He can't even click going on Facebook. Mm. Uh, so it's a mad world that they live in. Um, and this is the thing. We know that certain characters, uh, certain characters are in the show. We know that some of them are watchmen. So mm. it's important. Let's start off with Jean Smart. Uh, she's playing Laurie Blake, who is, of course, Silk Spectre 2. Yeah. Uh, she's now head of an FBI task force. It's good, that, isn't it? So she's head of like this sort of costumed task force, I assume, which is quite interesting to have her back in this old sort of grizzled role now. Mm. She was obviously... Grizzled? Well, she's a very attractive woman in... Uh, is that your definition of grizzled? You call me grizzled on multiple occasions. No, I call you rugged or... Uh, burly. Burly, yes, that's He's the one. And grizzled. And Yeah, really grizzled. I think grizzled goes with them. Oh, does it? If you look at... Since yeah. yeah, yeah, grizzled would be John. Yeah. Okay. Well, John, I I think you're as attractive as Laurie Blake. <laughs> <laughs> if I've said it before, it has to be true. That is yeah, um, that's, that's canon. That we know that Doctor Manhattan uh, might be returning to the show because there was a sneak peek of him in an earlier trailer. Mm. Now, this is my favourite piece of casting uh, for several reasons. Uh, Regina King, who is a phenomenal actress, she was most recently in um, Beale Street, the film. Yeah, the Oscar won film. an Oscar. Unbelievable film. Uh, she's also in Leftovers, uh, and she's brilliant in that. So once again, go watch The Leftovers. And that's why Damon Lindelof's obviously hired her to be one of the central, if not the central protagonist of this show. Mm. She plays a character called Angela Abar, uh, and she is one of the members of the police force who hides her identity from the 7th Cavalry. Mm. Uh, and from everything we've seen, you know, she's the main character. Do you guys think that she is going to be the main character you, from what you've seen in the trailers? Yeah, I mean, yes. <clears throat> she's uh, you're not casting an actress like her, her who's calendar. on a roll um, yes. to just, yeah, actually, yeah, just supporting. Yeah. Yeah, 100% she's going to be the main character. You know, from a, like, from, I saw this this thing on Instagram that Lindelof had, had written. Have you seen this? This big letter that he'd, he wrote to the fans yep. of Watson. Yeah. And within it, he was talking about the opportunities that the Watchmen provide for, like, for a, a diverse cast. Mm. And so I think, like, it's it's probably a it's probably a, a conscious decision to go. Let's let's have um, as diverse as as many diverse roles as we can, and to have a a, a black woman as the main character yeah. in in a in a massive HBO TV show yeah. is you know um a really sort of i think aggressive move an important move a progressive probably. move and um, especially with like <clears throat> the fact that in super in the superhero genre obviously we heard a lot in the last few years with black panther being the sort of main or first breakout time that a, a, mm. a black lead had been in a superhero film and, and you know this is kind of a superhero genre it's not exactly that but yeah. to be associated with something on this scale is obviously a very progressive move and a very correct move mm. um, for the network and, and, and a great choice by Lindelof because she's a fantastic actress and yeah. I think she's going to bring a lot to that role mm. um Jeremy Irons is uh, an old Ozymandias Wee. which is amazing casting yeah it's it's so good mm. and I love the fact that in one of the Comic-Con trailers we actually saw that I think it was on the newspaper it said he had died yeah uh, so he's obviously in hiding mm. or working behind operating behind the scenes well no they, maybe they just slipped up maybe that's the last episode could I you went, imagine oh, if shit. that had slipped out <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> Um, so it's going to be great to see him and have him back so we know that another one of the Watchmen is back I've got I've got something for you go on I've done this before go on now, three minute three minute <laughs> no I think you're confusing the three minute name to be honest yeah. there's three of us and we last a minute yeah. not three yeah. minutes exactly oh, well. you're way too bold yeah. and confident for me I was going to say three um, minutes was pretty average but... <laughs> okay. yes right so in Castle Rock, yep. Now I don't want to touch on Castle Rock too much, 
uh, for those that are listening to this that haven't listened to that that may wish to go back and watch that. Yeah, do. It's a great show. Um, there was a character in that. Yes. That we all thought, oh, he's going to be good. Dead immediately in the first five minutes. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. What do you reckon the chances are to disconnect um, that uh, the film yeah. and the comic yeah. from this kind of revamped world that they would actually kill off Ozymandias in the first episode? Ooh, that is such a good question. I hadn't really thought of that as a possibility, but you were kind of right about that with Castle Rock, if I remember correctly. Mm. You know, that's a bold move. The thing about Ozymandias is such an interesting character because in the graphic novel, I think you get a bit more of a sense that he's a bit repentant about what he'd done. Whereas in the film, he's he's a bit of a smug twat, mm. isn't he? He comes across like a bit of a smug <laughs> twat and I kind of want him to have some sort of penance for the act that he did. Yeah. Um, so I would like it if he was killed off in the first few episodes. It would really lay a marker down, to be mm. honest with you. Yeah. Can I s- suggest though, isn't, so isn't this, um, uh, this vigilante yeah. group, is there like one of the main aims of theirs is to uh, sort of uncover the truth, yeah, or to make public like what uh, yep. what he did? Do they lose a bit of momentum if he dies well, immediately? I mean, I know they'd still want to prove. Yeah, what he did, I think it's but... more of a legacy question, and I think in ignoring the fact that they might have made a mistake in the trailer, let's assume mm. that the general public think <laughs> that Ozymandias is dead. Yeah. So he's dead. Even the Seventh Cavalry believe that yeah. he's definitely not dead. Um, <laughs> go check out the office if you don't get that reference. Yeah. Um, so the important thing is, I think it's more of a legacy question. Uh, they just want to prove that this was a massive cover up and mm. that lots of people died. Yeah. Uh, at the expense of this plot to bring about a false peace mm. between the Soviet USSR and America. Yeah. Um, there's well, lots. Look, of, I on. mean, think about the film and the way that starts. Mm. Killing off the comedian like, yep. immediately. Yep. Okay, he appears throughout the film in flashbacks. Correct. But that's that's making a statement straight off the bat. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, the pilot episode starts with some kind of big death, yep. and then it just kind of kicks on from there. Yeah, I, I think that's a great prediction, and you're very good at predictions, John. Yeah, you usually weird, say things that go against the grain, mm. and they usually are right. So Always say things. Watch that the, space. Of the opposite. Your superhero name is the Predictor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in a minute. Uh, I, I'm obviously taking the South Park superhero name of Captain Hindsight. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but before we do, let, let's play the trailer, the most recent trailer, just to refresh our memories of what's going on. People who wear masks are driven by trauma. They're obsessed with justice because of some injustice they suffered. Ergo, the mask, it hides the pain. I wear the mask to protect myself. Right, from the pain. There was a cavalry-involved shooting last night. You gonna give me the speech now? What speech? I should calm down and take a breath before we're at war again. No. There's a guy in my trunk. Delightful. Put him in the pod. You know why you're here? Some nun kicked in my door and put me in the trunk of our fucking car. What the hell? Hey! That is correct. I want my lawyer. Yeah, we don't have to do that with terrorists. Would they start this shit up again? Maybe there was something they didn't want found. They had a mission. It's only just begun. Cavalry has our names and addresses. Just run and scare. Are we safe, Angela? Each place we go. There's a vast and insidious conspiracy. Was your man? Your head would explode. What is this? This is the only way to show you the truth. He needs to help start the Seventh Cavalry. From doing what? Those fuckers are trying to start a war.
it looks like you got things under control here. Full costume. Thanks. Just run and All right, so after watching that trailer, obviously we get a bit more sense of what's going on. We hear some important dialogue from certain characters, but I think we should talk about, in general, what we've seen in all of the trailers mm. um, and what we can sort of, you know, guess is going on in the show or what is going to happen. Now, the film, for all of its flaws, is pretty good. And like we've said, John, you really like it. Gaz, you weren't too impressed, but you're going to rewatch. It's one of my favourite superhero films as well. Mm. Uh, it made a few interesting decisions, really making uh, the characters actual superheroes, John. Yeah. So they obviously in the graphic novel kind of I guess. Yeah, they're more like just regular people whereas in the film they're like breaking people's arms with one shot, like mm. throwing them across rooms, taking massive beatings. And I know that was a general problem with a lot of people watching it like you lose the idea of that they're just weak humans who are putting on masks. Mm. And it looks like we're just getting that sort of more graphic novel take here yeah. where they are just regular people because even the police are putting on masks now. Yeah. So it's giving that sense to look, it's that Batman's t- type of hero that we yeah, love yeah, yeah. But yeah. without being the greatest detective in the world kind yeah. of situation, yeah. you know? Are you happy with that? Are you happy with them with a bit more of a, a, a down-to-earth superhero genre here? Yeah, look, I, I think there needs to be a level of kind of peril like yeah. you, you need to feel like the characters are under threat. Yeah. Um, in the film, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for me personally, it, it, it's explicitly, it seems like Ozymandias is the only one that actually has powers. Yeah. Well, and, ha- Do- and Dr. Ha- Manhattan, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah. But um, uh, I'm talking about kind of the, the people that aren't blue. Um, <laughs> so he... Racist. He's the one... Uh, <laughs> yeah um he's the one that handles the rest of them fairly easily yeah uh where night owl two and rorschach uh, try and fight him he's just like they're just nothing to him yeah swats Um, them away yeah pathetic slugs slugs (laughs) with no personality personality. personality. um yeah they're just jealous because he's cleverer than them um (laughs) but if it does uh, kick off between them though get out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so no i i think um i think you're right it's it's it seems to be uh more the uh vigilante rather than super hero yeah and i like that and that's mm. why are you happy with that gareth i know you've got a big problem gareth and let's talk about this <laughs> you've got a big issue he does Do we have Save to talk about it here Save. god i mean <laughs> you hate um overpowered or op superheroes Yes. I know that is something you, you massively hate. So how does it feel to you to have a character like Dr. Manhattan in here, who is essentially the most OP superhero you're ever going to get? Mm. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I could think of stronger than him, like maybe Galactus <laughs> or, you know, something like that. But that's mm. it. Yeah. I mean, so what do you think? Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Versus Dr. Manhattan. Who's going to win? Um, it, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I suppose it's... It depends how you look at it, and and if you if you take like Doctor Manhattan as almost being like, um, almost being like a natural Jesus. disaster that could happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's yeah. he's there that there's potential for him to to do whatever he wants, just as there yeah. is with Mother Nature. Um, mm-hmm. Then it's not too bad because you know it's it's like it's a it's a regular world, like you say with regular people putting on masks they've got like regular <laughs> regular legs and yeah um, Rick and Morty podcast yeah um, <laughs> um but then yeah to have to have this overpowered character looming it would be annoying if he's kind of constantly there just going I can do what I want but if he's just in the background and it's almost disinterested in what's happening um, but mm. you know that there's mm. potential for it to happen. That's that's kind of mm. interesting. I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that. It isn't. It is interesting because obviously when when we see the end of of Watchmen, he at one point he obviously he goes to Mars and he give he gives up on understanding humanity and he's mm. like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to remove myself from the board. And, but that's and, yeah. But that's so that's so cool. That's yeah. so good. That yeah. it's it's a terrifying prospect, and they obviously lean on it throughout. That yeah. 
his disconnect with humanity. Humanity. It's yeah. just like well, it doesn't matter. It's all nonsense. So he could just wipe us out <laughs> yeah. and restart everything, and that's the kind of thing like. Obviously, he was a power for the Americans and a mm. massive deterrent for the Soviet Union because yeah. he could just win a war instantly. Mm. And instantly. Click of his fingers. <laughs> and now, it's it's if he does come back, which is obviously rumoured in the trailer or looks like it might be him in the trailer. Well, I, I mean, that would be so cheap if it's just someone with a blue hand. Yeah, that would be terrible. A new hero. <laughs> blue hand man. <laughs> it, it's just going to be interesting to see... Who, what side of this he falls down on because obviously at the end of the no- graphic novel he kills Rorschach to uh, and the film kills mm. Rorschach to protect the truth and protect mm. this piece yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see after all this time 30 years he has been known to change his mind before obviously when mm. he went to Mars and then came back to sort help out yeah uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he is going to do this time yeah it's a loom it's a massive looming blue character over the whole okay. fucking show isn't it yeah. you just don't know when he's going to appear you don't know what his thought process is going to be mm. how he's going to react with silk specter 2 because mm. obviously they had a romantic relationship yeah it's going to be very very interesting yeah uh the end of the graphic novel though gaz and i know you haven't read the graphic novel uh john referenced earlier ends as with the transportation as a giant tentacle mm. monster uh to <laughs> new york that they then blow up to unite earth against what ozymandias is terming an alien foe uh, this averts a nuclear war because it start, you know it unites America and Russia and the world fighting this new alien tentacle monster yeah. that is dead. But they're worried that it might come back and all this sort of stuff. Why does no one go, oh, oh no, that's not an alien, it's just a big fucking squid. It's a big squid. No, don't worry about that. Look, it's an alien, all right? No, it's um, not. It's no, look at, his, look at his hat. Look at his hat. That makes it an alien hat. <laughs> <laughs> but what I think is interesting, Gaz, is... If you look at these trailers, there's a little moment where we see a drawing of a giant tentacle monster mm. in one of the shots. So that means that they're following the canon of the graphic novel, which is this giant tentacle monster. Now, how do you feel, Gareth, about watching a show where you know there has been a giant tentacle monster that has averted uh, a nuclear war? Mm. <laughs> um I'll I'll try anything, so <laughs> no problem. Um, I mean, it, it, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because if you're trying to make this like gritty, reality-based, like alternative universe, but reality-based show, um, but also there's a giant squid monster. Um, <laughs> That's dead. It's, it's a bit it's of dead. a leap. Definitely dead. Definitely dead. <laughs> um pulled over and went what are you worried about um <laughs> no i guess it would just be really interesting to see how um how that how that's brought up you know what i mean yeah. like is that is that a big feature is it like you know if that happened in in our world in reality we would probably be talking about that for for centuries and it a few would be weeks at, least. A, at least two weeks at yeah. least a couple yeah. of weeks um is it something that's referenced and has it made its mark on society? Because that, that's what's interesting, I suppose, is that it it doesn't matter if there's something outrageous that's that that exists in this universe, but it's how it's the the fact that it's trying to be that this is this is how I understand Watchmen is that they're trying to put all of that outrageousness and and re- craziness onto the onto like the palette of reality. And mm. like this is what it would be like if this happened in reality. Yeah. yeah. Um. And that's so you know n- I don't really have an issue with it being with there being a giant squid monster that's existed, but but uh, and and it would be interesting to see how they think the world would react to that. Yeah, that's true. I, I'd be fascinated. Um, I wonder if they'll show any uh, footage of of it. That is interesting because we have seen in the trailer they've shown footage of Doctor Manhattan on Mars, mm. for example, of the because I mean studying him. In terms of budget, they've got, cheap. The bu- they've got the budget. No, to but do that. I mean, you just yeah. build a little city and then just fucking throw an octopus on top of it. Yeah, old just school. Watch it go mental. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just black and white, grainy. Some, somebody's hand goes, oh no! Quick, pick up the uh, pick up the, <laughs> the Empire State Building. Um, yeah. But no, well, that's true as well. Like, if that happened, then they would remember it, wouldn't they? Every year they'd be like, oh, look, it's Squid Day. And, like, <laughs> kids would run around with squid masks and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm intrigued to see how they tackle it. 
Yeah. Well, Damon Lindelof has said that this show is going to deal with the way that we view superheroes. So it's not necessarily a superhero show. And this is what makes it interesting for me as a concept. He's really good at, analyze, like I said about leftovers, to analyze grief in so many interesting ways. It's such a complicated emotion that everyone deals with differently. Mm. And the show comes at it in this, you know, the leftovers is about 2% of the world disappearing. The rapture essentially is what a lot of people believe, but it's about religious cults rising up, whether people believe it was the rapture, how it's affected small families, how it's affected people who have lost their whole families, all this sort of stuff. Very deep, very emotional. And I hope that he's able, like with this comment, to hit the emotional notes that the leftovers had with obviously something that is stretching our imaginations at times with giant squid monsters, with superheroes <laughs> like Dr. Manhattan. Mm. Um, I think it's just a good way to tackle it. And there's something on Amazon at the moment, John, which I told you to watch. I don't know if you've watched it yet, called The Boys. Yeah, I'm a couple of episodes in. It's fantastic. And it deals with the superhero genre in the same way. Like, okay... What if superheroes were, you know, a corporation? What if they were, like, sold out uh, to different states to protect them um, Mm. and they were filmed and they were egotistical dickheads who could do what they want, kill people at a whim, take loads of drugs? And it's a very interesting... Spoiler warning. Well, it's a very interesting way of looking at at the superhero genre and I hope this show Mm. does the same thing and has its own sort of feeling and its own sort of, I don't know, just way of looking at them yeah look i mean the boys is heavily influenced by the watchman yeah big time yeah and and that is clear from when you watch it it's got a jovial tone to it but it's also very dark Mm. um yeah we know from previous trailers and interviews that the seventh cavalry have as i've said read rorschach's journal so the public don't know the details yet but the interesting thing we said right is there's no internet yeah. So that is why they may be going on this crusade across the country, tackling police, trying to get people into their cause because they can't release the information quickly. Mm. Is that what you think, John? Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, I wonder, because uh, they keep banging on about there being no internet. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, Gaz is in Australia. Yeah. Fucking terrible internet. Yeah, might, might as well have no internet. It's, it's so fucking bad. abysmal. Yeah, it is terrible. So bad. We go outside and ride our bikes instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a funny way to do research and watch Netflix, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. I never watch any of them. <laughs> I'm just guessing every time. <laughs> um, but uh, I wonder what the white supremacist thing is about. I think it's just tap, tackle, tapping into something that's obviously a massive uh, part of the news at the moment, especially in America, where obviously this 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 is taking place essentially. Mm. And I think is it because Ozymandias is gay? No, because I don't think you can get the gay white supremacist. To be honest, do you not? I don't think so. If you are a gay white supremacist and you're listening to please this, please write in at fancriticalpodcast@gmail.com yeah. yeah, and let, let us, us know. know. That'd be fascinating because that actually would be fascinating. Yeah. No, I, I no, I think usually part of their doctrine is is either yeah be white and be straight. Yeah, yeah. Right, is what they're mm. so they're white they're straight after. supremacists then. <laughs> so why don't they call themselves that? Well, I think just well because they're like neo Nazis, aren't yeah. they? So they don't yeah. like any. They just use the old posters. They're not. I don't think they're going to go back and go right. Can you just change that to straight? You know, just leave it as white. <laughs> Too much work. Oh, admin. Yeah. Oh. No, I just think the white supremacist thing is obviously very topical at the moment. Obviously with Trump and everything that's going on in America and the things that we get shown over here on the news. Anyway, it, mm. it seems like it's a massive issue and these clashes that are now happening in towns and protests. And we're not taking a side there we're, when it comes to American mean? politics. We're not, what do you mean? We're not taking a side. No, but it's, we're not saying that Trump is a white supremacist is what I'm saying. No, we're not saying that. Yeah. And if you're listening, Donald Trump, we're not saying that. But I'm just saying, you know, we we don't know enough about American politics. On political critical. <laughs> <laughs> political critical is yeah. back next week. Political um, But yeah, it's an interesting point. I'm interested by the 7th Cavalry. Um, mm. yeah, I definitely. think they are going to be an excellent set of villains but potentially hopefully if Damon Lindelof does this right I think hopefully he makes some of those characters very sympathetic yeah. as well because mm-hmm. I don't w- what happened to the first to sixth cavalry well this well, might just be the seventh iteration mm. you know yeah it was the sixth ones didn't like blue people and then but you would still be a white supremacist wouldn't you they didn't like blue or maybe people. they were letting anyone in they're letting anyone in these days yeah 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 um, a couple of questions I've got for you now 
just from stuff from the trailers because it's interesting. We see that Regina is obviously Regina King, the actress playing mm. Angela, uh, is the lead character as we've said. Yeah, we've seen her at several points in the in the trailer interacting with items or objects that are related to Night Owl Two. Mm. So we see her wearing the owl glasses at one point in one of the trailers, mm. and we also see the owl ship, you know, coming down, crashing, yeah, crashes and burns. Do we think we're going to see Night Owl Two in this? There must be a Night Owl Three. What now? No, they've, they've given up, mate. They've given up. No. Watch, the Watchmen was it. No, there's another one. There's another one, is there? Yeah, it's yeah, coming yeah, out of the yeah. woodwork. Yeah. Do you reckon one of the police officers Night has decided... Night Owl 3 oh, is probably a white supremacist as well. Oh, for... F- that's kicking all the boxes. That's the twist. <laughs> that's the twist. Um, Night Owl 2, uh, I reckon it'll be like he died of some shit thing. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of his character, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, he's all right. He's all right, but... Oh, really? He, so, I've got... Budget I, man. Um, so... <laughs> From Budget Man. <laughs> Budget Man! Um, <laughs> These spaceships um, stalled for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. It's not a spaceship, it's a trolley. <laughs> He's slashing prices. Right, let's go. Can literally only go downhill. Um, from the the movie, um, I, I like... I, Sort of totally fell in love with Silk Spectre. Obviously, oh, yeah. of course he did. She's, I mean, let's be fair. She's absolutely stunning. Gareth, I'll say that that means that you've qualified, that you've passed the first test to be part of the white supremacist group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good news. Um, well, keep me updated on my application. Thank Patreon. you. Um, I don't think yeah. she'd be interested in one of the minute men, to be honest. But, <laughs> But here's, here's a the three minute th- man, however. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reason the reason that I won't get into the seventh cavalry or is Spectre because is. I, <laughs> well, so because I <laughs> your three minutes uh, are up. I'm getting married for one reason, so um, Silk Spectre three is no, mental. I thought it was. <laughs> we, we don't we don't get full three minutes. I so obviously I, I watched the film kind of after it came out and then I hadn't seen it since and I remember I had a conversation uh with somebody and I was like oh, Watchmen it might have been with you John I was like Watchmen I was a bit disappointed mm. in it um but I tell you what that that night owl stunning <laughs> um, <laughs> you're off the white supremacist group <laughs> um, yeah got them, got them mixed up yeah Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good little story. Couldn't even check him at the point. Just, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Whatever you're into, I guess. I think, I think you, I think you left me to it. You're like, okay, mate. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. That's Obviously, good. didn't know um, you well enough then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. that's a good little story, actually. That's yeah. made me chuckle. Uh, tickled <laughs> me. Um, I think an interesting thing, like we said, is is Doctor Manhattan coming back, and I just want to know: Do you think if he comes back at all, it's going to undercut the story, or do you think it's it, is it fan service, John? I just don't want it to be fan service. No, I mean, if he didn't come back at all, I'd be yeah. like, what's going on here? Yeah, like, okay. What's he doing up in Mars? What is he doing up making there? Making those cool cylindrical glass things that he likes yeah. making. Yeah, making internet. He's making internet <laughs> on Mars. That'd be mad, wouldn't it? <coughs> How has Mars oh, got sent some to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Before Australia. Yeah. Oh, so uh, maybe he's doing that. I don't know. Um, I No, we've got to see him. I think it'll be right at the end. I don't think we'll see him at all during the series. And we've seen Dr. Manhattan is, is a very interesting character. Obviously, like I said, he's a godlike character and he is worshipped as such. Mm. You've seen scenes in the film where the, the Vietnamese were bowing down and praying to him after he basically mm. destroyed them all. Yeah. Uh, you've seen in this trailer people holding up effigies of Dr. Manhattan mm. um, and other Watchmen, to be fair. So they're sort of heralded as this sort of... Mm, not they're not that they're a religion, but they are these godlike creatures to these people mm. in mythos and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And something that was fascinating with the leftovers was the use of religion and lost was the way that Damon Lindelof was able to use religion. Here religion. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'll do this for the whole time the show's on. I mm. apologize, listeners. But I guess if you're watching this show, you kinda like those shows too. He handled religion extremely well and 
it was a major piece of subtext through everything that he's ever done. Yeah. Uh, in, in The Leftovers especially, he was pulling on so many different forms of religion to highlight what was going on with this rapture-like event, mm. but also in the way that the characters were processing it. You know, some people turned to different faiths um, some other faiths were created and based themselves on other religions uh, about this rapture. So it was very interesting throughout the whole show. I wonder how much of that is going to be explored, how much this religious subtext will be explored in Watchmen, because I know it's something he likes doing, and I think it would be an excellent way of looking at the superhero genre again, studying mm. them like gods. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, 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 no, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Um you can cram too much into this, though. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. With, sometimes I will say this. The one thing about The Leftovers is it is overwhelming. Um, the references, the subtext, the context. Mm. I thought it was overwhelming in a fascinating way. I yeah. was going away and I was reading, you know, articles about each episode and, and trying to understand everything. And I guess that's why we like talking about stuff, though, and mm. why we like covering the shows that we do. Like Game of Thrones, it's a perfect example we would sit there before we even podcast and talk for ages about the episode. We yeah. would talk about the references to the books. The same with The Walking Dead. We do it with the comics. Same with things like Stranger Things. We talk about the 80s films that it references. So that's why this is kind of right up our street in a way because I know that even if there is a bit of overwhelmingness about it and there is yeah. so much going on, I know that we're going to have loads to talk about yeah. and put into this podcast, which is mm. what makes it so interesting. Yeah. And someone like you, Gaz, you can pick up on those from a a way outside of the graphic novel and a way just maybe more related to the real world while we're trying to look at all of the sort of way it ties into the law. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, there's something for everyone. Something <laughs> for everyone. Uh, how excited are you on the scale of one to five blueberries? Now, for any first-time listeners, you don't know our scale. We have a scale. We have a rating system. Mm. We rate everything here at Fan Critical from one to five blueberries the key thing to say about this scale is there can be no halves you can't do a 1.5 or a 1.75 you blueberry. have to come down on a number can't half you a can't blueberry. half a blueberry gareth it's, it's not possible so on a scale of one to five blueberries john how excited are you for this show i think you know mate it's going to be two blueberries oh yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. nah. um no it's look it's five five out of five blueberries perfect that's what i want to hear from you gareth over there someone who you know, doesn't have an affinity for the Watchmen lore, backstory. Always slagging it off. Always slagging it off. Fancying Night Owl. <laughs> uh, what is By your... Um, yeah, well, don't Not say Not even the right Night <coughs> Owl as yeah. well. Night, night Owl. owl. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your excitement level? Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, without without that uh, historical tie-in, for me, I guess I, it loses something, but I'm still really looking forward to it. Four blueberries... Mm of excitement Perfect. and I'll, mm. I'll cap it off it's obviously a five from me absolutely buzzing correct answer correct that, that is the correct there are no correct opinions but that that was a correct opinion <laughs> um so this is what i would like you to do if you are listening to this podcast please do subscribe to this channel or share with any of your friends that are going to be watching the watchman uh we'd love you to come on the journey with us and follow it episode by episode mm. go through all the references it with us uh we ask for a big favor a if you could <laughs> take a butcher's. Yeah, take a butcher's. Any other synonym for watch? Yeah. Um, can't take your eyes off of it. <laughs> have a gander. <laughs> have a gander. Have a gander. Yeah. Um, we have a big favour to ask, though. Could you please review this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn, or wherever you are listening? It would mean a lot to us. Uh, the reviews that we have on our other podcasts have been really favourable. Mm. Uh, and, you know, if you don't want to give us five, don't. But please do. And uh, we would very much appreciate any support you could give us. So yeah. if you like it, subscribe, review, and check out our other channels. As I said, Fan Critical is our main channel. If you go on there, you'll see our other sub channels. That's Fan Critical. It's on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or Stitcher. And if you want to sponsor us further, it's patreon.com forward slash Fan Critical. Get those caster episodes, commission your own podcast, become a podcaster with us. Mm. So many options. I want to thank my other fellow three minute men for being with me today um that's three one minute men just want to clarify uh we've got to that we've finally understood what it is yeah. uh, i'd like to thank john thanks mate uh no worries and gaz like to thank you thanks boys uh and uh <laughs> you know we will be watching the watchman and we will be back very soon bye-bye see ya see ya
Oh, the times they are a-changing 